Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 75, NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm Pal Val, with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? I'm doing well, Val, how are you? Doing well, and the man, the myth, the legend, Hall of Famer, Logan King NASCAR, how are you? I am still wacky from last week. I can totally understand that. We got a great show for everybody today. We're going to recap the final race, F1 race at Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. That was race number 22 of 22. Was going to decide the championship between Max Van Stoppen and Lewis Hamilton, all tied in points. We're also going to talk about, discuss some smaller sets that we kind of missed last week. Or in addition to last week. And then if we have time, we're going to talk about some eBay auctions and other interesting items in NASCAR news. So let's get over to IndyCar. IndyCar, let's get over to F1 here. <laughs> uh, that was the 2021 Ethad Airways Abbey Dabu Dabi Grand Prix. I know it was at Yas Marina Circuit in Abu Dhabi. And that was Sunday, December 12th. And that was one, I think, for the record books. Max Verstappen on the pole. Lewis Hamilton qualified second. But after the first lap, Lewis Hamilton was in the lead. I'm not sure how that race, how that'll go down. It was kind of, I guess, controversial. I guess if your guy won, you loved it. If your guy lost, it was controversy. Yeah, we're going to have some listeners that are happy and some listeners that are going to be not so happy. But I and mean, there's so much to talk about with this, with this race. You know, I don't know if we want to step through it or not, but you know, being a NASCAR guy and watching. That won this season qualifying. I thought it was pretty interesting. And um, Logan, I did talk to you about this previously that Max Verstappen, his teammate, was out there right before him, helped break that slipstream. Uh, so he was able to qualify uh, faster than Lewis Hamilton. So I thought that was pretty cool. But that got Max on the pole, but it didn't seem to help him much since Lewis Hamilton. Got him right there, but which was another thing too, right there, where uh, Lewis Hamilton went off the track from Max Verstappen, comes back on the track, clearly with an advantage. But then the stewards decide that uh, there was no investigation, which I couldn't believe because <laughs> uh, last week it was like the same thing, but Max got Max got all kinds of issues with that between the time penalty and the accident and more time, and so. It's super frustrating watching, trying to understand. But but the one thing I could understand was the way this ended and how Lewis Hamilton lost. I got a pick. I don't think so. We're busy now. You're what? We're eating ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were doing. They were eating Lewis Hamilton's pit crew was eating ice cream. The safety car comes out. Lewis, uh, Max Verstappen, boom, right off the pit lane there to get soft tires uh, for that restart. 
And which is amazing because I've seen him remember earlier in the season when I was first starting watching uh, Max Verstappen was in the lead. There must have been 30 laps to go. Uh, Lewis Hamilton comes in, gets fresh tires, and eventually catches him with like one lap to go uh, for the lead. You know, so you would have thought that they would try to play from a position of power and have the fresh tires. And uh, they, you knew they had the faster car, but uh, they let Max and them. They get, they gave that hand to them and let them do the opposite of whatever they did. So, well, you know, it's kind of like the same thing in NASCAR. What do what the leader do opposite of what the leader does, and it, it, it played out the same way in Formula One. You know, uh, Hamilton didn't come in to get tires, and you know, it was at that point it, to me it was advantage Max for stopping to come in and get those softer compound tires on that last pit stop. Yeah. I mean, if they would have come in for tires, they would have forced max to stay out on yep. older tires. So, you know, again, you don't want a position of power as opposed to being playing defense and uh, being offense. So yeah, it played right into their hands. And with that one lap dash, it was almost no contest. Um, max got him about halfway through uh, for good. So, but it was an amazing season. I hate that, you know, there had to be a loser and a winner, but, and to be so close, it was incredible. I guess they got the finish they were wanting. Yeah, they, they were, they were trying to do like NASCAR does these days. They're trying to clear that safety car and, and let, you know, not let this thing finish under caution or under the safety car or whatever. And uh, have, have a green flag run, run to the end to, to decide the winner. So I, I applaud them for that. I know that the team principal Toto Wolf for Max, uh, uh, excuse me, for Lewis Hamilton was not happy, but you know that's kind of just the way it played out. It, it was unfortunate for them, but it was great for Max. It was great for the fans. Everybody in the oh. stands were, and everybody on, on watching on TV. It was just, it was definitely an awesome race to watch. Yeah, well, you know, I was standing up. In my den, in my den, watching my TV, and I couldn't believe what was going on. I had goosebumps, actually. Believe it or not, you know, a NASCAR guy has goosebumps for freaking uh, Formula One. But the way that all shook out, I knew at that point that that Max Verstappen could not be stopped, and he was going to pass Lewis Hamilton for sure and win that race. When when you know the way that went down, yeah, with those new softer tires and the way he drive his driving style. Yeah. No he, fear and hitting those corners or whatever. So, and he had the traction, he was not afraid to do whatever it took. I mean, it's his first championship. And they talk about that with, I guess, Lewis Hamilton, him winning his first championship is very similar. So. Yeah. And, you know, kind of going back to what you were talking about with that first lap where Lewis Hamilton basically goes if you want to call it out of bounds or whatever and he still holds his position and there's no investigation you know it's i don't know on some of these formula one races if i'm watching a, an episode of csi or or something like that instead of a formula one race when there's no investigation it sounds like it sounds like it ought to be a crime drama <laughs> <laughs> yeah some of the terminology and i guess you know since we're Long time NASCAR viewer, you know, and trying to 
uh, make that conversion over to F1. So yeah, you know, the whole thing with the stewards and everything else. And I understand NASCAR and making decisions and some of the other stuff, you know, but I think it's more clear cut, uh, you know, maybe if they go below the line and some of the other stuff passing before you take the checkered flag and some of this other stuff. But, um, you know, of course, you know, with NASCAR, we have four drivers competing at that last race as opposed to, you know, this where you got two of them. But, you know, we've we've said it before, there's 22 races and 19 of them have been decided from by either of these drivers. <laughs> so, um that's the majority. So these guys pretty much the, you know, the whole circuit. And I think there's one race that Max and Lewis took themselves out of. So, um, so that's one of them. So there's only what, two other races that were decided by other ways. Yeah. That's, that's amazing to me. But again, it's, it's like what we've talked about with formula one. It seems to be that the drivers that are on the front row, you know, I'd say 99 times out of a hundred pretty much, one of those two guys is going to win the race and and it seems to hold true most every week. So I don't know how long that's been going on, but that, that wouldn't be that interesting to watch if, unless you chose, unless you rooted for one of those two guys. Right. I mean, if you went to, if you went and watched the NASCAR race and of course we have 40 something uh, races or whatever, you know, if, if uh, Larson and Chase Elliott won, you know, uh, 95% of the races, it wouldn't be fun to watch. Oh, the NASCAR crowd would, and myself included would be in an uproar if that happened every week. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's great if you're a, a Lewis fan or a Max fan, but I guess if you're a, you know, Perez or whoever fan, you know, I yeah, guess or, or, or Mick Schumacher who scored zero points this year. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. But, Max winning his first championship, and of course his cards uh, have definitely seen a surge. You know, we've talked about Max's cards before. Uh, there's a couple pre 2020 cards. Uh, there's a 2016 Topps Trumps and a 2018 Topps Trumps. They seem to be getting a lot of love right now. But the majority of his cards are going to be in a 2020 Topps brand and there's a total of 435 different 2020 cards it's <laughs> <That's> amazing <laughs> yeah so uh there's the tops now formula one and i think that was kind of the first card that came out and that was limited to 4047 cards uh, of course there's the tops chrome formula one there's about 15 cards of max in that series there's an image variation, and I guess the primary card would be card number six. Like I said, there's an image variation with him sitting, holding a helmet. So that one is more rare than the other ones. Uh, and then also for those 15, that's going to be in basically every flavor, every parallel that you're going to find with the gold refractor, gold wave refractor, orange refractor, orange wave refractor. All the printing plates, red refractors, the regular refractor, super refractor. <laughs> uh, but there are pretty, there are two cool, I guess, insert sets in that. It's going to be the 1954 World of Wheels, as well as track tags, I believe, is the other one. And there's a different parallels for that as well. Uh, then when you get into Topps Chrome Sapphire, there's also those same about 15 with the 
image variation as well. And those different parallels with the aqua and the gold and the orange and purple, red. There are a few Dynasty, Topps Dynasty Formula Ones. Those are for the Dynasty product, which was, well, it was thousands of dollars, I think, when it released. I don't know how much it was uh, when it came out, but it's it's uh, high stuff now. Yeah, it's quite pricey. Uh, and then wrapping up the Topps F1 official stickers. It's about 10 cards in there, as well as the Turbo Attacks Formula One. There's about 10 cards in there as well. So lots of Max Verstappen cards to collect. And I think uh, the chase is on now for some of his cards. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he's not the not the only one that has a, a bazillion cards this year. I mean, it's it's been like that for almost every sport for the last, you know, for the last several years. And uh, all I can say is Jag Nebbit. When I was a little boy and buying baseball cards, we got one card of one player, and we liked it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, in, in defense, so the 1989 Max, for example, they have the recap of the season, and so they'll have multiple cards for the drivers, so all the wins that Earnhardt had and Rusty Walls and stuff like that. So I think that's part of that 15. I didn't go down and break them down, but you know, they're they're kind of like in the 140s, 150s, 160s and 170s and I think if I remember right, uh it's kind of like a recap. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I mean, there's so many cards. I mean, and it's all the different brands too, you know, between all that. I mean, it's just, you know, like I said back in the good old days, we had one brand and one card and that was it for one player. <laughs> Yeah. Did you walk uphill to school barefoot in the snow too? Jack never I did. I'm gonna come through this screen and smack you. So <laughs> I wanted to ask what your opinion was, because I know what I would do, but being that NASCAR collecting is such a fickle thing compared to other sports, if you were gonna go for a max <clears throat> excuse me, say rookie card. Would you go for that 2016, or would you stick to the the more mainstream and do the tops like the tops Chrome from 2020? I would go for the 2016 card. That's yeah, me too. That's to me. That's just true rookie. It's just like you know the debate we we have, or not we have, but collector NASCAR card collectors have with the Richard Petty's rookie card. I mean, really, his 1972 STP card is the rookie card versus the 88 max but then the 88 max is what you know beckett officially recognizes as his rookie card so right and that's kind of what i'm going off of because com c has rookie card as uh the 2020 stuff which i think they kind of fall in line with beckett as well yeah i think they do um because you know I, we, we know uncle rich works at ComC and several other people. And yeah, I think they pretty much fall in line with what, what Beckett says. And they, they take that route. Yeah. I wonder, you know, what the print run was for the 2016 tops drums. Cause those are, um, I guess part of a game or something like that, or, you know, I don't know if there's millions, I would imagine the tops Chrome, there's quite a bit of it produced. So 
Oh, yeah. I, I can pretty much guarantee you that there's more tops Chrome Max Verstappen cards than there are 2016 top Trump Max Verstappen cards. Plus, I, again, I was going to say, I don't feel like that game was released in the States. That seems like it was. Okay. Yeah, it was not released in the States. It was released in the UK. Apparently, that's a uh, big thing over there because they've been producing it for years. I ran into it, or one of the guys at one of the shows was telling me about um, the Flying Tomato um, snowboarder. Who's that? Sean White? Sean White. Yeah. <clears throat> There's some snowboarder top trumps cards. Well, wrestling's like that too. Wrestling is international, and there's a ton of stuff that's overseas that's not here. It's not, you know, obviously it's not like that so much with the other sports, but you know, there's there's a couple things like that. My other point that I wanted to make, looking at that 2020 and how all of our other sports have rookie card logos, I thought it was interesting that there isn't one for. Um, at least for Verstappen's card in the 2020 Chrome. Do you know, do they do any sort of rookie card logo? Do they have that set up with not the league, but whatever you want to call F1 organization? I haven't seen any rookie card logos on any of these F1 cards. You know, I don't know if that's something that Tops has thought about or that they did think about and they were told not to do it. Or, I mean, I don't know. You know, maybe that's something we could run by Suze or somebody like that. And maybe she may have some insight on that. You know, I know she doesn't work for Tops anymore, but she may have insight. But, no, there's not any rookie lo rookie card logo on these, on these cards like, you know, we, we've got with NASCAR. I think that's actually a disadvantage. If there were some rookie logos on there, um, I'd agree. It, it might validate some of that, but uh, maybe not making it as confusing. But because you know, trying like with Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, um, you know, who's rookie, who, who's what rookie, and, and even for some of the other ones now in the tops now i think they put some rookies on like for mick schumacher and some of the other guys and i didn't look to see if there's rookie logos on their chrome cards or not but um uh, i don't know maybe it's one of those things where because it's the first release it's going to be everybody's rookie card yeah kind of like 88 max yeah same kind of thing but it was amazing race right amazing season Really tight. I think with the standings that Max won by eight points over Lewis Hamilton. And of course, third place, Valtteri Bottas was 170 points behind. So, yeah, but you know, one thing that Mercedes did get out of that is, you know, they did win the constructors championship. So they were hoping, they were hoping to win both, but too bad it just didn't happen. Right. So that wraps up the F1 season. I think we have to wait to March 20th for the next race for in 2022. It'll be here before you know it. Yep. So question for you guys real quick. And I saw it on Twitter, on Twitter the day of the race. 
and I don't want to, you know, give credit to somebody because I can't remember exactly who it was, but they mentioned that it seemed as if F1 was as popular as it's ever been in the States compared to two or three years ago. Why do you think that is? Does that, and I'm not giving all the credit to tops because we know that there aren't that many card collectors to give that much credit to, but do we think that has anything to do with it? Cause they've had the license for a couple years and I know, you know, the algorithm you see people that you have familiar interests with on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. And that's what you see. Do you think that the person that made that quote is, is seeing that, you know, for those reasons, just because they have that collecting background, you know, does tops get credit for any of that? I think tops gets a little credit for it. Um, but you know, it's just the collectors that, that, I mean, you know, generally speaking, you know, like the, the U S grand prix in Texas, I mean, that thing was jam packed. Uh, but you know, here's the other thing, you know, these, it's not like NASCAR where we have, you know, 30 races or whatever a year, uh, you know, in the United States. So you, you, you have 30 chances to go see races, you know, when the U S grand prix comes here once a year, that's the only chance you have. So, of course, they're going to have bigger crowds and it's going to be more popular, I think. But um, I think the pandemic has had something to do with this. Like it's had, had to do with a lot of things, especially the hobby. Uh, I think that's, you know, people been have been shut in. So they've been watching whatever sports they could watch. And I think that may have heightened the uh, popularity of Formula One here, too, as well. I mean, what do you think? I think it. Definitely has helped. I'm, I don't know if they've worked with the schedule so that um, it's in a, a time slot that is, um, you know, that appeals to the American time zone, maybe, if that makes sense. Um, I, you know, I've been watching because of the cards. So, again, you know, maybe that goes back to tops or if that goes back to the hobby, tying the two together. But you know, to Logan's point, to go into the track, it only comes once, once a year. Uh, NASCAR comes to these tracks once, mostly twice a year. You only have one shot as opposed to, okay, I can go to the Charlotte race. I can go to Darlington, travel to Nashville, go to Atlanta, or I can go to Talladega within whatever amount of time it is. So, but if I want to go to the F1 race, I only got, you know, like one or two shots and it's going to be a, a big travel thing to go. So it's more an event. Yeah, it is. It is more of an event, but I, you know, I, I think there, there, there's multiple factors like, like, like what we said that have made pop formula one more popular here recently in the States. I mean, and there, there's a lot of globalization going on too. I mean, you got to think that soccer has become more popular as well here in the States. So, you know, maybe, you know, we're not such an isolationist type country anymore. Maybe, you know, finally we're, we're seeing what's, what other cool stuff is going out in the rest of the world. And, uh, you know, people are finding out and grabbing onto it. Yeah. I like to know the demographics to the fans for F1. You know, is, is it, 
um, what nationality, you know, um, that kind of thing. Just, you know, have they been exposed to F1 before or is it new? So, I mean, you know, Logan, you know, NASCAR started out as basically it was a big, it was a big weekend party, you know, with a little bit of racing going on. You, you go tailgating first thing in the morning and <laughs> uh, Saturday, Sunday, then you go home Monday. Yeah. Yeah, so. and, and, and that's kind of changed now. I mean, there's still a lot of tailgating going on, but, you know, now I used to do those kind of things when I'd go to NASCAR races, you know, 30 years ago or whatever. But, you know, now when I go, it's like I drive there, I get there just in time, go in there, watch the race, and the race is over, and I just go home. But, you know, like watching a NASCAR race in person is different than watching an F1 race, right? So when we went to Indy, we had that, you know, half mile we could see. And then that was it. We had to watch the rest of it on the big screen. As opposed to going to NASCAR, you can watch, you know, uh, if, as long as it's not a, a road race, then um, you can see the whole thing. Yeah, and, and, and that holds true with Formula One. I mean, because they don't run on any ovals. I mean, everything they run on is a road course. And you're you're not going to have any seat to where you're going to be able to see the whole track because those tracks are huge. I mean, you, you know, they're three, four, five-mile tracks. And uh, so the only way you're going to be able to do it is, you know, if they have big screens, you can you can watch them that way. Yeah, and it was like 58 laps. So, you know, they're coming by 58 times and that's it. You're done. Yep. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see Formula One getting uh, more popular here. I mean, I, I, I followed it back 30 years ago, you know, when we had um, Senna and Prost, you know, both of those guys were battling it out kind of like what, Verstappen and Hamilton are doing now. Um, so, you know, those, those, it's very similar times for sure. But like I said, I'm glad, I'm glad to see it. I really am. So any more on F1? Let's go over to our next segment, small sets. Yeah. Kind of want to pick up on what we were talking about last week, because there's so many sets. We just kind of wanted to have like a part two, um, to talk about a few more sets. We don't have to talk about a whole lot of sets, but there are still a few really cool sets that we didn't talk about that you know, I'd like to at least give a, a honorable mention to. Um, I mean, I, I sent out the list. Did you see that list, Val? I did. Mason. I mean, if you guys want to chime in on any of these things, but I'll start it out. Um, some of the, the cool sets that I like, back in 1999, they made a coca-cola racing family set it's three excuse me six large they're really big cards they're like bigger than like a um sportscaster card but they they made these cards and of course dale earnhardt was one of the cards but they gave them out at 7-elevens like down in daytona and down around that area when you bought uh two 20 ounce cokes and the promotion was go 220 so uh, you got one card when you bought two Cokes. And of course, you know, I, I happened to be down in Daytona that year. And uh, if anybody knows me, you know, if it says <laughs> grab one, it means I'm going to grab several. <laughs> and I ended up getting a, a few sets of those. But those are really cool cards, especially the Dale Earnhardt. So there's like, like Bill Elliott's in there. I forget who all else is in there. But that that's a pretty cool set. Now, I remember a lot of folks talking about the 92 Gantt Oil. Because those are metal, polished aluminum. 
Yeah, they gave those out when you bought gas, or I think you could buy them for like certain. No, they didn't give them out. No, I think you had to. I think you bought. They were six dollars when you bought gas. So you, they didn't give them away since they were metal cards. You still had to buy them, but you had to buy gas to get the chance, I guess, to buy the card. And they had, I think, one different card per month for ten months. Yeah, I don't remember. I think we talked maybe about that some. The distribution. Now that I, now that you said that, uh, the ninety-two Pro Set Tic Tac. I remember you talking about that. So, talk more about that because I don't. We have never talked about that, correct? The Tic Tac. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, when I said that, is uh, I remember. I think Logan had mentioned it in maybe one of our conversations. So yeah, like you, I wanted to hear more about the Tic Tac. Yeah, back in nineteen ninety-two, Pro Set made a promotional set for Tic Tac. It was six cards. And during that time, uh, Hut Strickland was driving Bobby Allison's, they had a Tic Tac car. And it's a six card set that features mostly Hut Strickland, but there is like one Bobby Allison card in there. Um, so it's a pretty cool little set. And the way you got it was, if you bought a four pack of Tic Tacs, you got a, a uh, two card cello pack inside that pack. So that's how you got the cards. You had to buy the Tic Tacs to get the cards. That makes sense. That's what I was wondering because obviously we all know the Tic Tac case is smaller than a card. So I, I figured it was a, a mail away or something like that. But the bulk pack makes sense. Yeah, they were pretty cool cards. I actually got that set graded, um, you know, because it was a small set. But you know, I, I liked I liked that set. It, it was it was a, it's a it's a colorful set. And of course, you know it's got the Tic Tac logo on it and all, on there and all that. So they're neat cards. I'll talk about another set that people probably don't really know a whole lot about. It's the 1995 Action Packed McDonald's Bill Elliott set. Um, that was a 21 card set made by Action Packed for McDonald's, and uh, it was given away at McDonald's and it was distributed. I think they first started in distributing them in Daytona, but then I think it, it, it later went to where they started distributing the cards in just in Florida and in North Carolina at the McDonald's. And one of the cool things was is they actually had uh, one Bill Elliott autograph card in you know a case. So I, I would have to guess that each store probably got a case. So in that, in that case, there's probably going to be, one Bill Elliott autograph card. So I thought that was that was really cool. Um, you, you don't see them that much. I think there's some on eBay, but it's not it's not a set that people really talk about. But you could get a Bill Elliott autograph. I was looking through the list the Ultra Shonies. I remember seeing those on eBay for sale. Yeah. Do you have any Shonies in your alls, or did you have any Shonies in your alls location? Used to. I don't know if they're still around or not, but we used to have Shonies. Yeah, we I have think, a couple. I think we still have one or two left here in Memphis. We used to have them. It seemed like they were almost on every dang corner. Uh, in fact, my sister worked for, worked at one when she was a kid. But, yeah, what they did is uh, they had these these 1997 Ultra Shonies. They were, there was one card per cello pack. And, of course, you had to go in there and make a purchase to get a card. And there were 16 cards in that set. And the good thing about it was is, they were all, you know, there's an Earnhardt in there and there's also a Gordon. So that's a pretty cool little set once again to get. Um, and just like everything else, 
I went to every Shoney's in town and got me a handful every time I went. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> care. Those people didn't care. They, they were glad to get rid of them, actually, I think. And one other one in here, uh, and it's, the anniversary is actually coming up, but in 1992, the STP, Daytona 500. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a mail-in offer, I think, with proofs of purchase from STP products. So you could mail in, and, and it's a 10-card set, and it mostly features features Richard Petty. But that's a that's a cool little set to get. I think I, think I remember seeing that in the press guide, and well, I was saying my anniversary. So the 50th anniversary is coming up next year or here in next month. Two oh my months, God. whatever. That's hard to believe. <laughs> I'd, love, so yeah, I'd, love him, I'd love to see him do something with Richard Petty in the in the 50th anniversary and make a card set. Maybe they will. I hope somebody's thinking. They should probably make Richard Petty and give out a pack of cards at every track for the season, just like the Food Line cards. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they did that at Food Line, but yeah, but it's going to be interesting now that Richard Petty, they've sold that to um, that other company, was it, that's bought their, their charters. Yeah, it used to be like First Brands or somebody but that owned STP. I forget who owns it now. Hey, I wanted to ask you. I'm looking through the, the list you sent over. I don't recognize the name or the brand. Um, 1994 Tracks, which I know Tracks, but Auto Value. What is Auto Value? Uh, that is a auto parts store, kind of like AutoZone or Pet Boys or, or whoever. Um, we didn't have any of those here. Um, I'm not sure they were regionally located, but we didn't have any of those uh, auto parts stores here in Memphis. So, you know, of course, back then, you know, just like it, it's always been for me, you know, I see something new come out, I got to have it. And of course, I couldn't go and just get it. So I had to wait and try to, you know, trade for it or, you know, find it on eBay or, well, actually, there wasn't eBay at that time. But, um, yeah, you just try to find somebody to trade trade for. But that's a 50-card set, and you had to buy a certain amount of dollars worth of product, and they would give you a free pack. Or you could just buy the packs outright. I don't know how much they were. They are probably a couple bucks a, a pack or something. Uh, but it was a 50-card set, and it also has an unnumbered checklist. But that's that's a pretty neat little set. It's It was made by Tracks. So as you as you can see, a lot of these manufacturers, I mean, you your tracks and ProSet and Max and uh, Action Pack all made promo cards for people. Fleer, you know, with the Ultra. It's interesting. I've never heard of that place, and I just looked them up as we're talking. They have twenty three hundred stores in North America, yet I've <laughs> never heard of it. Popped up overnight. Seriously. It took them twenty years to be an overnight success. Because I thought maybe that was like a regional set, but no, not. I mean, at least, you know, maybe at that point it was, but okay. Yeah, we didn't have them here. I, I think the closest one that I knew of was in Alabama, which for me would have been about two and a half, three hour drive to, to get there. And I do remember back then going to Talladega and seeing one down there and going into the store, but you know, they didn't have the cards. And of course, I asked the people there and they, they looked at me like I was speaking some foreign language. Uh, so it was it was no dice on that. 
Gotcha. Now I want to put you on the spot, Logan. Around 1995, Bill Elliott, Batman, there's a card set. Do you remember that? And it was like a glow in a dark card. Yeah, it's like that Thunderbat card with like the spotlight with the it kind of looks like a like the bat bat signal. Is that the one you're talking about? I think so. And it's got the car on it. Do you remember how that if that what kind of promo that was? I do not. Okay. I was trying to find it while we were talking, but I don't know why it popped up uh, in my mind, but I know uh, what it was cards a, you're talking about. Yeah, it's a little they're black bordered I think the one is glow in the dark and it's part of that them releasing that movie and what one of the Batmans in 94 or whatever and I think when um, maybe when he was with Dodge yeah he had the Thunderbat card yep. exactly I couldn't remember if it was press pass or one of them that put that out back then but during that time it almost had to be either press pass or action pack be one of the two maybe i'll have to dig on that one it's action pack is action oh, okay yep jason is our is our quick look ebay lookup guy he he can find stuff quicker than i can ever find it <laughs> that is neat it's just it's funny because half the stuff you guys talk about is before i ever even paid attention so i have to reference it somehow but you're quick on that man I tell you what, I, I, it, when I search for something, I inevitably put in the wrong search terms or search words, and I can't find it. And then somebody else, like 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 you, Jason, will like go, "Oh, here it is." I'm like, God, I've been looking at that, looking for that for the last ten minutes. You know. Well, looking at this list, and you know the ones we covered last week, the ones we've talked about tonight and stuff, is uh, boy, I wish they produced more of these. Me too. I do want to talk about one more one more set that they issued, Coca Cola issued uh, in two. They did this two years in two thousand and two thousand. Excuse me, two thousand five, two thousand six. It's the Coca Cola AutoZone Racing Family cards. In two thousand five, they had an eight card set, and it had a little tab on the side to where you could fill out your name, address, and all that, and mail it in for a contest to win a trip to I think the Atlanta race. And uh, there was eight different cards from the Coca-Cola racing family in that, which I really liked that set. And then in 2006, they did it again, except this time they only had four cards. And they also had the tab on there where you can mail in to, to just win a trip to a race. So I don't, know, I don't know if the winner could pick the race or how that worked exactly. But they were pretty cool little cards to, to get. And you could just go into AutoZones. And, of course, AutoZone is is headquartered here in memphis so of course we got auto zones on every dang street corner here so i was able to pick up a lot of those cards back in the day but they're pretty cool little cards you know they're not made by press pass or any of the major uh card companies you know they were they're just you know i don't know who they got they contracted to make the cards but they're, they're neat cards and i really like them so so something to, to, to go out there and look for Again, all these sets, they're not very expensive. More for the chase, more for the hunt than, you know, for the price. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, like I've been looking for those Gillette cards. I can't find them. So, it doesn't matter how much they are. I can't find them. Yeah. And of course, as you guys can tell, it seems like the, 
the early nine early to mid nineties was like the golden era for for small NASCAR sets because of course the craze was on during that time and you know I, I can remember you know I couldn't get enough racing cards I mean and they were just they were just everybody was making them so it was really really fun to try to chase all that stuff back then. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Some of the stuff we haven't even talked about are like some of the box sets they made, like Ford Performance. Uh, there's a, the box set. There's the Hall of Famer. Um, what's that one, Logan? It's like a burgundy border, and it's got Tim Flock and those guys. Uh, it's got a, like a yellow back on it. It comes in a box set. Yeah, uh, it's not Pioneers of Racing. I'm trying to remember what which one that was. But there are a lot of small, and there's, I think, Max worked with Bill Elliott on a, a little box set as well, maybe with melding or something. Melling, yeah. That was his. That was his uh, first sponsor, was Melling Oil Pumps. So you have these additional these promo sets, and then Max was producing these sets for um, these manufacturers as well. So yeah, I've got a five thousand count box full of small box sets and small, small, small sets like these. I mean, completely full. Yeah. It was a wild West back then. <laughs> it was, man. It was, it was a wild West. It was a lot of shooting, shooting up, going on crazy stuff. Well, there's, there's so much coming out. I know we talk about some of these, you know, the other sports like with baseball and football, all these different little releases coming out, but that's, you know, from the one manufacturer, but back then you had max, you know, they had that first three year exclusive, but then once that was out, then, you know, pro sets in the game tracks is in the game. Uh, then came what Fleer and upper deck, upper deck action pack. Action packed. Yeah, there was a lot. I mean, it was amazing. And you had Pinnacle and you had, there were so many different manufacturers. You're right. It was the Wild West. Uh, and that's just all the big manufacturers. Then in all these one-off sets, these smaller sets, little box sets, the smaller company I was thinking of, you know, the little five or six card set. I can't remember what it, what it was. Um, and then some of the stuff from the tracks and then these promotionals as we were talking about. So there's just a lot to collect back then or coming it was, out. It was fun. I, I missed that, you know, and of course gr growing up when I did collecting baseball cards in the seventies, I mean, you, you know, you had a lot of regional sets too. And, and you know, some of these were regional. I mean, the, you know, some things were issued in places like the Gan oil. I mean, there's, there's only so many places that are Gan oil there. We don't have anything like that here. So, you know, in a way, these a lot of these sets were, were regional sets. Well, any more on the sets, or you want to, we'll talk about some of the uh, eBay auctions and different stuff. No, I'm, I'm good for now. I mean, we can always bring that up later on if there's something we want to talk about in another episode. Okay. So, eBay. Um, I don't know if you looked up anything, guys, but I've looked up a few things. Um you know, some of them are Prism, 2021 Prism. Um, the color blasts seem to be really going crazy. Uh, on the 7th of December, a 2021 Prism color blast Haley Deegan sold. Well, it had an $1,100 uh, buy it now, but best offer was accepted. So I don't know how much it went for. I'd say probably an eight nine $900 range. 
So that was a pretty big card. And yeah. there, there was also on the 9th of December, a Dale Earnhardt Jr. color blast that sold for $859 with three bids. Wow. Yeah. So that actually, we know what that went for. Yeah. You know, it made me think you know, we had a couple, two of them sell for, I think, around a thousand. So uh, that's at least three deep there uh, getting that eight, nine hundred dollars. So. Yeah, I was watching a break last night. Uh, three Kings, they 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 broke a case, or ha excuse me, a half case of 2021 NASCAR Prism, and they they pulled whoever bought Natalie Decker made out because they pulled a Natalie Decker uh, color blast card. So wow. that thing was nice. That was the first one they had ever pulled. They they busted a lot of cases, and that was the first one, first color blast they had ever pulled. They pulled several lava flow and things like that. But that was the first one of those. So, uh, man, whoever had uh, Natalie Decker made out because that, that's that's easily probably a thousand dollar card right now. Wow. Well, I was looking up uh, 1972 SCP. We had a few clothes. There was a uh, James Hilton that was a buy it now for a hundred dollars. There was a Charlie Goldwalk um, on the 12th of December for 200 buy it now. And then another one with one bid also on the 12th for 275. Uh, there's a current couple of current running listings. Uh, Richard Petty signed rookie card. Uh, they want it's 4,000 or best offer. Wow. And it, it signed the R Petty. Yeah. Th he did that for a while back in the early nineties when, when, of course, racing cars were going crazy, and you know, people were sending him cards like crazy. And he, I guess, he did that as a time thing, just signing it R. Petty. So it's uh, graded by or authenticated with Beckett. It's a nine autograph. So, but yeah, he, he didn't that. sign that. What's that? So you can't go wrong with that. No. Yeah, something else I saw was on the 13th, just a few days ago. There was a 2020 National Treasures fire suit card of Richard Petty autograph. It's an autograph with a, a it had I think it had the you know the Petty Enterprises or whatever logo on the patch. It was a one of one. It had 50 bids and it went for eleven hundred and thirty six dollars. Wow. I look I, I if I had seen that card I might have bid on it because it was beautiful and I'm a Richard Petty fan. Mm -hmm. I that was a beautiful card. Uh, so I, I might have tried to pop on that but man eleven eleven hundred thirty six dollars is a little steep well did he's you, the king yeah he is the king so did you see on the ninth there was a uh, 1988 max richard petty and of course they describe it as true rookie card it's a psa 10 and it sold for 306 dollars with 16 bids wow so that's that's a pretty fair price right now I mean, I think they were going for a lot more than that during the pandemic, weren't they, Val? I don't remember, but I want to say yes. Uh, yeah, any of that stuff, you know, Richard Petty, PSA 10. I mean, can't, we can't do any better than, uh, you know, that 88 Max, that classic, you know, Richard Petty look as a PSA 10. So, But I've been yeah. seeing a lot of 88 Max autograph cards on, on eBay. That's surprising, because you know, the, like like we know that those are the ones to get autographed. 
I did see, I know we talked about it last time or a week before about an 88 Max set signed. Uh, There's another signed set. I want to say it was uh, listed for $2,800 or best offer uh, with no bids, but that's another 88 Max set signed. There are a lot of 88 Dale Earnhardt promos out there graded right now. Yeah, I think a lot of those came out of the woodwork, like the 72 SDT. But I'm not... There are CGS. It looks like uh, CGS. <laughs> uh, somebody's big order of CGS came came through. Uh-oh. In BGS, yeah, there's a lot of them out there, graded 10s and 9s, and basically 12 uh, basically $1,300 they're wanting. Let me see if there's any been any sold... While you're looking for that, something else I saw that I wish I had seen because I would have definitely bought this. Back on the 10th, there was a unopened hobby box of 1996 Press Pass, which has the Bernie rubber cards in it. Guess how much that box went for? It had two only. It only had two bids. I do not know. Fifty-six dollars. That's not bad. Not bad. I think somebody got a deal on that. So, so kudos to whoever got that. Well, and you're only going after the burning rubber. I can't think of really anything in 96. Yeah. So it's basically a feast or famine on that. That's true. But I, I mean, for $56 for a hobby box from 96, I think that's a pretty good deal. And speak, speaking of it, I meant to talk about this last week, but I had seen somebody had some blasters of 20... 13 total memorabilia uh, with the Kyle Larson's for $25 a box, which I thought was pretty good considering they retailed for 20. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great deal. Uh, you got one pack and I think you got a auto or memorabilia in it. And it was only one, like so one pack and I think 10 cards. So it was a, what a hundred card set, I think, or it was a 50 card set, but um, you know, if you hit that Larson, you're in great shape. And of course, if you hit the, Autograph Larson, you're in better shape, but I th- but I think you know not to derail the thing conversation, but old NASCAR wax, it's you know definitely dried up. Uh, there's definitely not a lot of it out there, and whatever's out there, people are busting. So it's it's a real tight supply for some of those older sets, you know, like we talked about before, like 2004, which is a great year with multiple rookies. Um, trying to find some of that fanfare and uh, some of those other key years, maybe 2000 SP authentic or SP, uh, not SP, a 2000 maximum or a 1999 pre- uh, press pass with Kevin oh, Harvick and 2000 with Jimmy Johnson and Kurt Busch. So, yeah, it's definitely dried up, or either somebody's sitting on a, on a ton of it somewhere, like maybe one of these distributors or something. Yeah, I don't think they go back that far. Jason will probably tell us, but I, I think, you know, when you go back to, like, the Panini years, they might be sitting on some of that stuff. Uh, but I, that's not true. I know that, like, Blowout's got 2011 Element. They're the only ones who has I don't know how much they have of it, but, um, you know, that's the only place you're going to find a wax box or a case. 
Yeah. Um, and... It seems like Steel City is the only one that has the back years of Panini. Like if you look at DA or Blowout, they don't have it. So I don't know exactly what the reason for that is, but it seems like Steel City is is the place to find. I mean, because we talk all the time, 16 certified. And I think it's 16, 17 torque, like all those um, the national treasures. They have a lot of that, too. So um, I don't I don't know for sure if they made a big purchase, you know, or, or what happened. But uh, it seems like Steel City is the place to go for that. Yeah, maybe maybe Steel City is like the old Larry Fritch cars used to be, you know, up in Wisconsin, where, you know, tops would have a bunch of stuff at the end of the year and he would buy. You know, just everything they had left over, you know, that they didn't they didn't want to, you know, warehouse or whatever. So maybe Steel City's doing some of that. Maybe, but you know, but going back to some of those other press past years, you just don't see it. So if there was something, you know, and I don't want you to give away, you know, something that your your trade secrets or anything, but something that you can give away for free to listeners. If there was a box that somebody just randomly found, is there one or two that you have in mind that, hey, anytime I find one, I buy one because of X card or or Y reason? Like, is is there something that you can spot a mile away and you're going to pick it up no matter what? That's a good question. Um, what... What year was it, Val, that had the Road to the Cup autographs in it? 96 Upper Deck? What year was that? Was that 98? Was, uh, was that 90. the anniversary? Yeah, the 98. Yeah, that's it. That would be one that I would pick up. But it's, it's probably going to be pricey. But they those, things, those boxes had, you know, a few autographs in them. And, of course, you know, Dale Earnhardt is one of those. So... You know that that would definitely be one that I would I would be looking for. Uh, something that's kind of newer is like what Val was talking about a while ago is the uh, 2011 element with the Chase Elliott rookie. You know those you can still get those at a good price. So you know Chase Elliott. You know he's he's a champion. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame now for sure. Uh, you know that's a good card in my opinion to pick up. So those boxes I don't think you can go wrong with those. Yeah, the 2011 element with the hobby box that had that silver pack. So that silver pack is going to contain either a uh, black version numbered to 35 of the set, or it's going to have an autograph of the undiscovered element. And then Chase Elliott is one of those. I guess it's five. I think what I heard was that out of a 10 box case, you're going to get three undiscovered element autographs. So. And there's a blue version. I think I can't remember if it was number to 125, and the red version is number 25. So uh, those Chase Elliott undiscovered elements have escalated quickly, and as well as you'll get one or two base Chase Elliotts out of a box. There's a green parallel as well to try to chase that parallel, as well as maybe the black version of that as well. So, and I think. Blowout's got those for 125. I think they had it down for 100 during Black Friday. So, you know, you're going to get one of those silver packs and for the 125. So, 
You know, it's like a box of prism, I guess you would say. Yeah. But there's a couple other autos in there. And then we also saw, uh, was it Nick who, um, shout out to Nick, had the, uh, when we talked about race use flag, he had his uh, black and black checkered flag he was showing us. Yeah, the Bill Elliott? Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool card. I like that card. Yeah, so that came out of 2011 element as well. So you get one memorabilia and I think one autograph as well. And there's, I think, three versions of those autograph so so 2011 is a good one i know um ones that i look for the 2000 sp authentic which i talked about 94 wheels high gear second series that's dale earnhardt jr rookie 2004 optima uh that's got the kyle bush martin truex clinton boyer and maybe somebody else that's got that um, golden Oreos uh, of Martin Truex, Jason, and we talk about. Yeah, that's the card that Jason likes. <laughs> the Oreo card. Golden like Oreos. It. Yeah. And then 99 Press Pass. It's got the Kevin Harvick and Matt Kenseth, I think. So those are the ones that I kind of look for, as well as the 88 Max. Yeah, you can't go wrong with any boxes of 88 Max if you can pick them up at a decent price. And now, you know, it used to be, well, you're looking for the Myrtle Beach, but now even the Charlotte version, because that's going to have that Richard Petty in there. So, as we talked about, a Richard Petty 10 was, what, 300 so. Mm-hmm. 306 bucks. So, that's it. And the best way to get those PSA 10s are out of those solo packs. So, you want to talk about a little bit of just a re some real quick racing news that I saw? Yes. Real quick. Lewis Hamilton was officially knighted uh, on Wednesday, this, this past Wednesday. So he is now Sir Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now everybody in the pits is going to have to call him Sir for real. But he is only the fourth Formula One driver in history to be knighted. Uh, the others are Sir Jackie Stewart, Sir Sterling Moss, and Sir Jack Brabham. So he's in elite company because all of those guys are great race car drivers. So congratulations to Lewis Hamilton. That's a big deal, and I'm proud for him for that. So that's the that's the quick news that I have. Yeah, that's awesome that he uh, was knighted. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, and don't you don't we want to give a shout out to one of our friends in Australia? Yes. Yeah, friend of the show, Adam Smith. He sent a message on Instagram. He created his own custom prism, green prism of Haley Deegan Monster Energy patch behind it. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty sweet looking. I'll have to put a I'll put that in one of the uh, on our um, episode card here. Yeah, you also might want to post that on, uh, I guess it's okay to post it on Twitter. Because it's a cool-looking card. It's a green prism-looking card. But if you look at it closely, it's not its not like he took a, a card of Haley Deegan and then you know, cut the background out and then put the mustard energy patch behind it. He actually, he must have the technology to create his own cards because... This card uh, looks like a uh, 
2020-2021 Prism basketball card design. So it's not even it's not even a NASCAR Prism card design. So he took that design and he took the picture from the 2019 Prism fireworks card of Haley Deegan and used that picture with yeah, Val is showing it on on the screen right now. Um, and then he has a cracked ice background behind the Muster Energy swatch. So it's to me that is one fantastic incredible card. So kudos to Adam in Australia. Um, that's a beautiful card, man. Too bad you can't sell those, but it's a nice card. It's a nice card. I wouldn't mind having one myself one day. So that's a, you did a great you did a great job, Adam. Hey, so I'm glad you pointed it out because I it flew right over my head. I didn't even realize that that was the basketball design. Not yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I did a little bit of uh, investigating because I, I was trying to figure out which yeah. card he cut up, and I thought he cut up a card, but he didn't. Right. Or it was a basketball card. <laughs> so he designed. He he took all this. He must have, like I said. He must have, um, you know, the, the Photoshop or whatever program he's using, and and took all these elements and made his own cards and has the technology to print it out. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's an absolute beautiful card. It's 3d because it's like a, like a window box with the monster energy logo in the back. So it's a cool looking card. I, I don't know what the back looks like. He didn't send a picture of the back. Maybe he will, but um, I love that card. It's cool. He did a fantastic job. He sure did. Well, for sure, sure, we're, we're hitting the hour again. <laughs> yep, 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 here we go. I mean, I don't have anything else to talk about. I mean, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Nothing that has to go this week. <laughs> okay. No, I think we covered everything. Yep. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. You can also check the archives for older episodes uh, talking about some different subjects. Uh, if you're interested in 1972 STP set, that's episode number 29. 1983 Uno set. That's episode number 31. Also on 31 is the 1985 Sports Star Photographics. Uh, 1988 Max, uh, episode number 38 and 39. And if you're interested in the 88 Max Earnhardt promo card, uh, that's episode number 42. So you can check out our shows in the archive. Also, like to thank our sponsors, Panini America, and our seasonal sponsors, Greenway Press and Duncan's Toy Chest. <laughs> so for me and the guys, appreciate you listening, share NASCAR radio podcast with your friends. Please like and share the podcast. And for me and the guys, we will catch you next week. <laughs>